Hey everybody, good afternoon. Welcome to the IDB Innovators Q&A, your live daily cast with Amir and Victoria, bringing you guys answers to common intellectual property questions. We've been bringing you guys solid content for the last 72 episodes. This is episode number 73. We're trying to bring a lot of clarity around patents, trademarks, trade secrets, copyrights, everything related to intellectual property. If you guys have questions, please, please send them your our way. We want to make sure we get your questions answered. You can send your questions to Victoria at adbip.com. That's Victoria at adbip.com. Just shoot her an email. And then also we have a community number. So feel free to text us at 415-943-5193, 415-943-5193. I'd love to have you as part of my texting community. If you shoot me a text with a specific question, we'll be sure to get it answered on the show. And also the cool thing about being in our text community is that you'll have direct text message access to me. So this is a Q&A show. We like to always start off by talking about yesterday's question of the day. Um, and then we're going to get into today's question of the day. Today's kind of an unusual episode. Uh, one in that normally this is a morning show. Today we're going to start off in the afternoon. I apologize for that, but we'll be going back to our normal morning programming next week. Um, another th reason why this episode is kind of unusual is because we're going to be playing around with graphics and trying to change the way that we actually present the content to you guys. So ultimately, what we really, really, really want to do is provide informative videos that really help you guys understand uh, various aspects about IP. So hopefully you guys will like this new format and uh, let's get started. And before we do, though, why don't we have Victoria give us a quick recap of yesterday's episode? Sure. So yesterday we did, how do I file a TS standard trademark application on a mobile application's logo after I release it? So we concluded a whole series of episodes on individual developers that have released app, a mobile application. And we showed you guys how you guys can go about filing actual use applications for your logo, for your word. And then we also showed you how to do TS plus and TN standard. And again, go back and watch those episodes. We literally covered every single variation uh, for your mobile app under class nine. And then if you're a company, we're going to be doing those episodes in, in the following week. So we're going to cover that as well. Uh, but we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus from doing trademark applications, not because we don't love doing them, but because we want to make sure that we are providing valuable content. And I think one of the things that continually comes up um, is related to the application process. So I will let Victoria tell us about today's question of the day. Today's question is, what is the process for obtaining a trademark? So I'm going to go through the entire trademarking process with you guys from start to finish, how you guys, uh, just so you guys understand exactly what's involved and the entire timeline um, and what you guys are looking at in terms of the application process and how long things will realistically take to get done. So one of the things that I want to just stress is that there, a lot of the delays are actually due to the trademark office. So the trademark office has a whole slew of examiners, but they're really busy. And so they can't respond right away. So whenever you respond to an office action, whenever you file a statement of use, um, they don't deal with it right away. It doesn't, it's not like it comes in their dock and they handle it that day, right? So there's, there's inherent delays in the entire process. So just keep that in mind. Um, but let's let's go through it. I, 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 I'm going to talk about both types of trademark applications, but I want to um, just give you guys a high level overview of what you're getting into when you submit a trademark application. So 
it all starts with filing, okay? So you're gonna initially file a trademark, okay? This is the first step of the process. So you're gonna start by filing a trademark application with the trademark office. Now, there's two types of general applications, actual use applications and intent to use applications. Um, if you guys are a little unsure about what those are, go back and watch one of our prior episodes. But real quick, I'll just give you guys a quick, a quick explanation. So intent to use applications are trademark applications on your brand name or logo um, before that you can file before you've actually started branding your products or services with your trademark. So if you have a, a cool new brand name that you want for your clothing, but you haven't yet started your, selling your clothing, then an intent to use application would be the route for you to take. Now, actual use applications are applications on trademarks that you're already using to sell your goods or services. So actual use applications would be more appropriate if you already started selling your clothing, um, but you want to take steps to protect the brand name. So that would be an actual use application. Now, the one key thing that I want to get across is get it, having a filing date is really, really important. And you want to get as, as early as filing date as you possibly can. So um, it's I encourage you guys to file intent to use applications if you're sure that you guys are going to be wanting to use those brand names or logos in commerce. Now, um, the one key thing to understand is that both types of applications are going to continue along through the same trademarking process as you're going to see in this episode. I'm going to show you guys a timeline and you guys are going to be able to see that they largely track the same uh, flow. So um, as I said before, there's two types. There's actual use applications and intent to use applications. For actual use applications, you're going to have to include the owner information, the mark and a specimen. So a specimen is proof that you're actually using the mark in commerce. So in the case of clothing, as I've said, you would submit, uh, for example, labels, for example, the back tag, for example, on the back of a shirt that actually shows the brand name on the shirt. Okay. Now, again, if you haven't yet started selling your clothing, then you would file what's called an intent to use. So that would just have the mark information uh, as we have here. Um, and you do not have to submit a specimen. All right. So those are the two types of applications. So once you file, what happens? Well, after you file, there's a delay. It takes about three months. Okay. But in about three months, your application is assigned to a trademark examiner. Okay. So once it's assigned to an examiner, um, this is when the examiner is actually going to start reviewing your application um, and move the application forward in terms of figuring out whether or not you can possibly register the mark. Okay. So again, it takes about three months and it's going to be after you initially file the application. So at the three month mark, it's assigned an examiner and the examiner is going to do one of a couple, a few things. So it's going to, uh, oh, sorry, backwards here. Um, so it's going to, they're going to do an analysis. They're going to do a likelihood of confusion analysis. And what the way they do that is they search. Okay. So they do a search on the trademark database to find other similar marks that might be in the same class of goods or services as you. Okay. Um, they also search for other formalities, for example, merely descriptive. So if the mark that you're applying for merely describes the goods, goods and services that you're selling, then you're going to get a merely descriptive rejection. Okay. So they, they do this examination. They see if it is, if, if, if you would be lawfully entitled to have a registered trademark uh, for your brand. Okay. Now they also, if you filed a section 1A, they're also going to review the specimen. And if there are any issues with the specimen, then they're going to raise them. Um, and then possibly they might require it that you disclaim certain parts of your mark. So um, this is just a, by the way, this is just a quick brief overview of some of the common issues that we've seen uh, tr trademark examiners raise. There's a lot more, um, a lot, lot more, but these are the most common, I would say, and 
probably more than likely the ones that 90% of you are going to be dealing with if you do file a trademark application. Uh, hopefully not, though. Hopefully not. Hopefully you don't have any of these issues and your trademark application just flies right through. So again, you file your trademark application, and then you look in about three months before it's assigned an examiner. Okay, so then it's assigned an examiner. They're going to perform an examination of your application, um, basically reviewing it for formalities and confirming that it, it is possible to register your mark. Now, after the examination process, um, assuming that you make it, it's going to get to a publication period. Okay, now this is this period lasts from one to six months. Okay, now assuming nobody files an opposition the publication period is going to close after one month. Okay. So one month after the publication period, uh, it'll close assuming nobody files for an extension. And then you've basically, you've made it. Okay. Um, you've gotten essentially to the end of the process. Uh, at this point, after the publication, as I'm going to point out in a second, you're either going to have a registered mark or you're going to have to submit what's called a statement of use. But Surviving the publication period is an awesome thing. It's really good. Um, but one thing I want to point out from the initial filing uh, over here, eh, initial filing over here uh, to the publication period over here, even assuming the publication period lasts for one month, you're still looking, I would say, conservatively six to eight months. That's why I'm saying get your trademark applications on file early and as soon as you can. Don't wait around. Try to get your trademark application on file as early as you possibly can. Um, it'll just it'll just be a lot better for you, um, and you won't just be waiting around in limbo. Now, one thing I want to point out: remember um, that publication period. It can it is possible for it to be expanded um, for up to six months. So, uh, parties that feel like they might be harmed by the mark, let's say there's another brand out there that has a very similar name, um, if they feel like your mark is a threat, they might file for an extension of time. Uh, to file what's called an opposition. So again, that publication period can be extended, but assuming it's not extended, it's going to close after one month. Okay. So now what happens? Okay. Now really awesome news. You're public, you survived the publication period. Okay. Now you have basically two options. Okay. So, so the first option is that your mark will, can be registered or uh, if you filed a 1A, it would just move on to registration. Okay. So you filed a 1A, um, your mark's going to be registered in the federal register. Okay. This is a really good result. Um, this is the, one of the nice things about going directly under section one, a, um, is that right after publication, your mark is registered in the federal register. Okay. Now let's say you did not file a section one, a application, which a lot of you are not going to do, and that's okay. Um, but you do have to file a notice, uh, a statement of use. All right. So if you filed a section one B application, if you filed an intent to use application, you're going to get what's called a notice of allowance. Okay. Now with a section one B application, what that means is you're not done. Okay. You are not done. You do not yet have a registered mark. However, however, it's really good because you survived publication. Um, the examiner has approved the application for registration. You just have to do one final thing. Okay. So after you get the notice of allowance under a section one B, you have six months to file a, a statement of use or an extension of time. Okay. So you have six months after the notice of allowance. Now, after that six months is up, um, if you do not file an extension of time or a statement of use, your trademark application will go abandoned. So remember, you're not done. It's really, really important for you to act. You have to file a statement of use or an extension of time. Uh, and you have six months from notice of allowance date. Now, what does this mean? So this means that let's say that you're selling clothing, um, sorry, that you're in the process of trying to protect your clothing brand, but you haven't yet, you don't have all the shirts made, let's just say hypothetically, but 
you're in the situation where you got where you got the notice of allowance. Okay, that's a really good situation because you can file a statement uh, extension of time and it buys you six more months. Extensions of time cost $125 per class. So if you file for your clothing brand under class 25 and you file an extension of time, it would cost you 125 and then you'd get another six months. Okay, now here's the thing. You can take up to five extensions. So you essentially, in each extension buys you six months. So you basically have three years to file a statement of use, all right? But eventually you are going to have to file a statement of use in order to get your mark registered. So um, this is what I have shown here. So after you file your statement of use, uh, it'll be accepted. If, it's, if the statement of use is accepted, in other words, if the specimen satisfies all the requirements, then your mark will be registered. However, if your statement of use is denied for some reason, then you're going to get another office action and you'll have six months to respond to it. Basically, you'll have six more months to get your um, specimen cleared up and actually get your mark past the statement of use phase and registered. Okay. Now, as I've said, you can take up to five extensions, but eventually at the very end of this three-year process, you're going to have to file a statement of use, right? And you, once you file your statement of use, it's then it's then examined, um, and hopefully, hopefully after that statement of use, your mark will be registered. All right. So this was a a brief overview of the entire trademarking process. All right. Um, basically, to me, this is a really important uh, graphic that we have right here because it shows you that both Section One A and Section One B applications go through the exact same filing process. It's just the very end where it's different. So after the publication period, if you filed an actual use application under section 1a your mark would be registered right that's what we that's what we're showing right here registered right but if you didn't then you still have to go about filing the notice of allowance right so um i'm sorry a statement of use so you're gonna get a notice of allowance and then you have to still take affirmative steps to submit a specimen showing actual use in commerce all right but again this is the entire filing process um, i hope you guys found this super helpful uh, I just wanted to give you guys an overview because we've been talking, we've been filing a lot of trademark applications, but I haven't been creating as much content around what happens after you file. So hopefully you guys find this super, super useful. Uh, it's really important. Get get an early as early a filing date as possible. Uh, and again, just remember, um, actual use applications and intent to use applications are going to go through the same filing process up until the very end after publication. And then the actual use applications, you're done, got your registered mark, all set to go. Um, but intent to use applications still require you to file a statement of use. And again, you've got, remember, you've got six months. Uh, you can take up to five extensions. Each extension is going to be $125 per class. Um, and then at, at the end, you're eventually going to have to submit a statement of use. And if it's accepted, then your mark will be registered. Uh, if it's denied, then you have to, you'll have an office action and you'll have to get the specimen up to, up to, to snuff so that you can get your mark actually registered. And remember, statements of use cost presently $100 per class. So um, I just wanted to thank everybody. Thank you for watching. Um, please join our community, 415-943-5193, 415-943-5193. I'd love to have you guys part of our text community. I hope you guys have found this content super valuable and useful. Uh, if you guys have specific questions, just text them to us. We'll get your questions answered on the show. Um, thanks, Victoria. This is episode 73. And I'm super excited to see you guys on Monday, hopefully in the morning for our regularly scheduled programming on uh, we'll do episode 74. So have a great weekend.